Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Today, we're going to pray for the generations to come as we seek to live a life of legacy. We might think that this nation could never become socialist or communist or fascist or a dictatorship, but what we don't see or the things that are being pushed on the next generation that they're getting every day through social engineering and education. And when this generation dies and that one rises up, all will be lost. Because while those in the church were so busy trying to build their own kingdom right here and right now, the enemy was working more strategically on the generations. So today we want to talk about living a life of legacy, not living for me or being so focused on what I can build that I can step into in my lifetime that I might get some glory. But what can I stand in faith on that I might be counted a friend of God, that he might speak blessings on me and my seed? How can I live a life of such faith and integrity that it leaves a lasting impression on the generations? that are coming up after me because this is the principle that we see laid out throughout scripture God blessed faithful Abraham and his generations but we also see the other side of it in that because of disobedience and rebellion a curse was placed on Eli and his generations what we do in our life every decision that we make will affect someone and most of all, our loved ones. Today I'm speaking to parents, but not just to parents, because the Bible says that those who do not have children actually have more children than those who have biological children, because we all influence somebody. And when we don't have biological children, it often frees us up to have more time to do things in the scene and in ministry that little eyes are watching. So this applies to everyone, that we should all be living to build up the next generation and to prepare them to walk in grace greatness greater than where we've been because let me tell you something biblically every generation doubled what the generation before them did if the generation before them was blessed then they walked in greater blessing they walked in greater anointing they walked in a greater outpouring but if the generation before them was wicked and vile and destitute and disobedient then the generation after them only increased in it so parents, I'm here to tell you today that your ceiling will be your children's floor. How high you are willing to go, what you are willing to endure, how you are willing to demonstrate and portray your faith in your Lord and the power of his might, how much you accomplish spiritually in your life will be where they start. So for me personally, I want to climb as high as I possibly can because I want to give them a good platform where they begin so that they can climb higher than I ever thought possible so that their children could do things that we haven't seen since the Acts of the Apostles. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 it says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keepeth his commandments to a thousand generations. 
We can see that this principle was laid out from the very beginning when we look at the descendants of both Cain and of Seth, Seth being the righteous, obedient son of Adam and Eve, and his generations did great and mighty things, but we can see that seed of wickedness that prevailed through the generations of Cain until they were wiped out because of the wickedness that was let in by the sin of their father, what your children see you doing, they will walk in it because that you have introduced it. They will make excuses for it. You see, my grandfather, he was a righteous man. He was a man of great integrity and humility. And so the enemy could never lie to me when temptation would arise. There was no lack of faith that the power of God's grace could overcome this thing. And there was no excuse for me to walk in it because I had seen it demonstrated in his life. I knew the truth that my God was able to get me through this. But I saw in my friends all around me this lie that the enemy had put in their ear that they would have to sin, that they would just fall to it, that it's just who they were, that all of their friends did it, that it was not possible to overcome. So they should just submit to it. And they didn't even fight. They didn't walk in the power of our Christ because they didn't have a demonstration to break the lie because there was no one in their life willing to be that living sacrifice. And I am where I am today, not because of who I am, but because of the power of my Christ and the faith that I have in it, because that I saw it demonstrated, I saw my grandfather and my father live it. And so we need to determine that if we do not have that in our family, we need to be willing to be the one that will live selflessly, that will help others to see that the enemy is a liar. This is why the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Because we have to be the demonstration of the power of the blood of Jesus to prove to others that it's not just words on paper. It is reality if you believe. And they will not believe unless they see it, demonstrate it. So I choose to let them see it through me. No matter what it costs, I'm willing to fight and to sacrifice and to trust my Christ to leave someone a legacy. We see in scripture that Noah's kids were blessed and even delivered from judgment, not because of their own righteousness, but because of Noah's. Your faithfulness and obedience can be the key to God's favor on your family. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 21, it says, Though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And in Genesis chapter 9, we see that because of the sin of Ham, his generations were cursed because that he had allowed the enemy in, that spirit remained in his bloodline, influencing them. And that every generation after him only became more and more wicked. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest unto me, seeing thou hast forgot the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. We've got to face facts today that our actions affect more than us. That because of obedience or disobedience, blessings or cursings can come upon our lineage. 
we see that because of Sarah and Abraham's faithfulness, because of their obedience, because of their selfless sacrificial love and compassion, because that they were counted a friend of God, they were blessed in their lifetimes, but the greater blessing came to their lineage. They left a great legacy and for many generations their seed reaped the rewards of it. You see, my friend, we mentioned Ham a little earlier and how his sin allowed judgment to come upon his children because that it made them complacent with wickedness and they accepted it and they lived in it and they multiplied it generation after generation so that the curse that was given, and let me explain something about a curse. He wasn't making something wicked happen to his children. He was only telling them the outcome the consequences of his decisions. He was letting him know because you have chosen to trust in the voice of the enemy, this is where it will end. This is what it's going to lead up to. This is what it's going to do to you and your generations. And so we see this played out in that what was spoken that day was that the descendants of Ham would end up becoming the servants of the descendants of Shem, his brother. We see this fulfilled because Abraham's descendants were the children of Shem. And the children of Shem, the Israelites, ended up coming into the land of Canaan, which were the descendants of Ham, and overtaking it. And so we see this exemplified in Proverbs 13:22 when it says, "A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just." So if you find yourself to be greatly blessed or favored of the Lord, or he is using you for great and mighty things, then I want to say to you, don't be arrogant. Your favor and blessings might have a lot less to do with you than with your parents and grandparents. Because God honors his promises generationally to those who are selfless enough to live for the bigger story that God is weaving together for his greater glory. And there may be a promise that God gave to your parents or grandparents because of their faithfulness to pray, to cry out for revival and for souls and for the loss, to sacrifice, to give up, to stand in a position that God had called them to, to pick up their cross, to lay down their own will and desire. They were willing to be obedient and because of it, God gave them a promise for them and for their seed. And you might be stepping into that promise and the enemy might get in your ear and want you to believe that it's because of your greatness. But my friend, you need to be thankful to God in heaven and for those who came before you who were willing to lay the path that is about to be opened to you. It's time that we determine to be a good friend to God, to build that relationship that will cause blessings and favor and provision to fall on more than us. We need to get vision for the big story that God is weaving together in these last days. I want to live a life of legacy that is about the generations. It's not about me. It's not about my kingdom. It's not about my platform. It's about raising up sons and daughters of the Lord to follow his spirit and to go forth and bring him glory and do the greater works to be part of his story. Because the problem is we're so worried about making our own story so that people can hear about us, that we're writing ourselves right out of the greatest story, God's story, his story, history. 
Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 37 says, And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them, and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt, and drove out nations from before thee, greater and mightier than thou art, to bring thee in, to give thee their land for an inheritance, as it is this day. Grab hold of what I am saying. Parents, stick it out in faith so that your kids will be blessed. We might not see anything for it. Let me tell you something. Moses suffered and sacrificed. The Bible says that he counted the sufferings of Christ of greater value than all of the treasures of this world. He could have been the next Pharaoh. He could have had all the riches. He could have had all the attention. He could have had the platform and the notoriety and the respect. Instead, he gave it all up to lead a rebellious people who many times tried to kill him and did nothing but mock and ridicule and come against him. He suffered and sacrificed to lead them through a wilderness into a promised land that he himself could not enter in. In this life, he got nothing for it. He didn't get the promise. He handed it to the next generation. Joshua entered in. He spent his whole life building a platform for the next generation. He got his reward and glory. And here we are still telling his story because he was faithful to live selflessly. The Bible says that he was the meekest man in all the earth. This is the character that we need to cultivate and live with. That even if we get no glory for it, even if we don't get the stage, even if we don't get our name known or seen in lights, even if our kingdom isn't built, even if we get no physical reward, we are willing to sacrifice and press forward to bring the next generation into promise. Parents, ministers, elders of the living God, we need to set our sights on raising up a Joshua generation. We need to raise up a people who can go in and possess the land that we have been given because we can lead them to it and we can even fight some fights, but we need a people that when we pass on, they're going to be able to possess what they have been given. And that's what we're lacking in this nation. When this generation is gone, the next generation cannot possess the land anymore unless we stop trying to build our own platform, our own stage, our own kingdom, and our own glory. Unless we stop messing up God's greater plan to try to build something with our own hand right here and right now that we can walk in, that we can possess, we've got to be selfless enough to get them to the place where they can possess the land. Because by the time we regain it, we're not going to be able to stay in it. This is going to be built for the next generation.